Welcome to Have You Got Your Shit Together with me, Caitlin O'Ryan, the podcast that celebrates not having your shit together. On today's episode, we have Oliver Wellington. Oliver is an actor from Rochdale. Some of his work includes Rosie Malloy Gives Up Everything, Brassic, and Time Wasters. We met a few years ago and I fell in love with Ollie's sense of humour, warmth and openness. He is so generous and immediately makes you feel safe enough to share your deepest, darkest secrets. He's so talented and kind, but also very honest about his struggles and not having his shit together, which is why I thought he'd be perfect for this podcast. I love this episode. If you're not already, prepare to become a huge fan of Oliver Wellington. Well, hello, Oliver Wellington. Hello. How are you feeling? How are you doing? I'm good. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, welcome. Thank you very much for coming, cycling all the way over. Thanks for having me. On this hot and clammy cycling day. It is clammy. It's very clammy. Yeah. Okay, so on a scale of shit to together, how are you feeling today? Well, (laughs) today, I'd say like a, a seven. Okay, that's quite high. Yeah, because I am hungover. Right. I'm, I'm going to be Let's honest. Let's just establish that. But it's one of those days where you can deal with it mm-hmm. and you just forgive yourself. Yeah. I was going to give myself a 6.5, but I'm giving myself an extra 0.5 because here. I'm here. You showed up. <laughs> I showed up. My jumper was on back to front when right. I arrived. So that's like a minus. So, yeah, but you didn't see that. So I didn't, I'm gonna, yeah. I'm going to give myself a seven. Wow. It's a sort of in-denial seven. Right, okay. What do you think you'd need for the extra two? Three. Oh, my God. <laughs> there, there we go. <laughs> I'm not going to say where, where I am you, today because I'm quite low, very, very low down. <laughs> it's been a chaotic morning. <laughs> but this is not about me. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You're off the hook. Mm-hmm. I would need to undo all the glasses of white wine that I consumed. Yeah. Yesterday, this mm-hmm. week actually, wow. it's um, been a week. It has been a week mm-hmm. just because my boyfriend opened a show. Yeah, it's been celebrations. Yeah, yeah. So it's fine. It's allowed, mm-hmm. but I'd have to do, undo all of that and maybe have like an extra hour sleep per night. Yeah, don't don't we all need that? <laughs> yeah. God, what would you say your ratio to non-alcoholic to al- al- alcoholic? I can't even say the word. <laughs> <laughs> it's triggering to yeah. say it. <laughs> non-alcoholic to alcoholic liquid within your body at the moment where is that are you flushing it out I think when I woke up this morning I had a vodka the first time <laughs> I had a vodka <laughs> I had a vodka I had a I had a pint of water nice and and then was on mouse rescue my cat brought in a mouse alright oh, okay and then went back to bed and then had another pint when I woke up properly <laughs> of water of just... water of mice. <laughs> no just a pint of alcohol um, um, so it's uh, I'd say that God, I've never been good at maths. What are ratios again? Mm. There's definitely like, I don't know what ratio is actually <laughs> now I think about it. I'm, tr- I'm actually sweating now. <laughs> maths is, is quite a scary one for me. Mm. There's there's definitely more alcohol in my system right, than, okay. than water. Soon to leave though. Or yeah. to be topped up and to be resumed. I, I think to be to be continued. Yeah, That's just being. It is just being. 20s, 30s, I think. Yeah, well, 30 now. Oh God. So on that then, what would you say that having your shit together means to you? What does that look like? It's a very good question, isn't yeah, it? Thank Hence you. the podcast. That's <laughs> why it's so good. That's why you're here. <laughs> okay, so mm-hmm. there are there are different versions, aren't there? For Matt, for myself, 
So it's kind of what you think on the outside is like having your shit together. Mm-hmm. And for me, I think it's being presentable and like taking control, like ownership over your physical health, your mental health, um, thinking of your future self is something that I like to aim for. These are all things I like to aim for. I'm yeah. not saying that I necessarily live this. Mm-hmm this truth every yeah. day yeah. but to me that's what it looks like that's what the mold is mm-hmm. so being kind of intentional with your decisions and stuff yeah how you're living yeah but then on the other hand there's an openness with that yeah that when you don't have your shit together to be open about that i find that that is also having your shit together yeah i like that in a way so not like living in denial yeah I think I always come back to this thing of like, because I think you're right. I think having your shit together is ever changing and Mm. I'm not sure how achievable it is at any stage of your life. But I think being able to deal with it and to like ride it Mm. like a boat in the sea (laughs) and not submerge yourself. Beautiful. Thank you so much. (laughs) But yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it is that. Yeah, staying afloat. Yeah. Yeah, without overwhelm. Yeah. No, it's true. Yeah. It, 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 it's, it's very easy to sort of like laugh at yourself when you're trying to mm-hmm. like think of good metaphors like this. Things like that really help. Like metaphors like that do really help. Yeah. Yeah. And just going back to like presentation, I guess, that I was mm. talking about. Because that's, that's interesting. And mental presentation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mental presentation. Yeah. Okay. Do you think that's to do with how other people perceive you? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and that's a guard, isn't it? Yeah. Because that's something that you, you have control over. Mm-hmm. Well, you think you do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you try your, your hardest to have control over. Mm. But uh, but there's a there's there can be a lack of vulnerability with that. And I think I can feel when I'm when I'm like that and I can also maybe pick up on when other people are like that yeah. too. It's like and a I'm, masking, isn't it? Yeah, and, and I'm you just can like smell the bullshit. I think. Yeah. yeah, I'm like, I see you. Yeah, yeah. Stop it. Stop it. Yeah, stop. I see you. Just stop. Yeah. No, I definitely agree with that. There's power in vulnerability mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. And I think it's that thing of like wanting to live honestly and yeah. being okay with like accepting your flaws and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Okay, well, I asked you to bring in an object or to think of an object mm. that makes you feel like you have your shit together. <laughs> actually bring in an object. Did you brought it in? Well, yeah. I love this little show and tell. I've got a show and tell. Great. And it's a little book. It's a little journal thing that I've had. Gorgeous. That I've had for a while. <gasps> battered. And on the front, it's so battered. <laughs> on the front, it says... It was once gold and is now like... It was once gold and it says, solid gold. <gasps> It's not so solid. No. And I picked this up from, like, I think a paper chase. Really? With my mate. Closing down now, of course. Closing down? Yeah. Oh. Seems to be in London anyway, I know. Oh, well. Get your journals now. Get your get solid your, gold. <laughs> get your solid gold journals. <laughs> get your solid gold journals. Um, so here in the front, yeah. it says, life plan with a smiley <gasps> face, golden dream book. And I've dated it, so I got it on... The 24th of October, 2014. Wow. God, almost 10 years old. So almost 10 years old. Yeah. And I would have, I left drama school in 2014. Right. Wow. So you were older than I thought you were when you bought this golden dream. <laughs> oh, I was an adult. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This this is like, this looks like a child's it book. Does. 
this is like I've had this since I was seven years old. Yeah. This is why I'm. This is why I was embarrassed. But here we go. Listen, it's all no about judgment. being open and honest. Absolutely. Yeah. And vulnerable. Uh huh. I'm shaking. I'm not. I'm <laughs> a little bit. Um. And I got this with a friend, and she also had the same. Uh huh. And uh, we just decided that we would put all our sort of like dreams goals mm-hmm. hopes and wishes in this book and that it would manifest them right okay and so it is very career-based great like oriented, of course yeah, yeah yeah but there are some like be healthy and try yeah. to be happy but it's mostly like get rich <laughs> <laughs> it is a solid <laughs> goal it's so good yeah i think that was the inspiration yeah, yeah. so i mean there's lots in here and i can and i can share actually like so the first thing i've got like career in like mm-hmm. ginormous letters oh written God. on the front. I'll just preface this as well because this yeah. makes me feel like I've got my shit together, but it also makes me feel like a psychopath at the same time. Why? And because I feel like I don't know. I think I'm embarrassed about ambition. Actually, this is yeah. This is really interesting because I spoke about this this morning with someone. <laughs> um, basically, what I was saying this morning is that I don't feel like I do five-year plan things. Mm. So I, at the moment, feel like I'm kind of coasting along and not living intentionally. And I feel like I'm allowing myself to kind of be blown around by life and responding to things and not actually actively working towards goals. Yeah. Um, so it's interesting that this is what you brought because this is kind of what I've said is that I don't have a five-year plan and mm. that can feel really overwhelming. And she was like, why do you think you don't? And I was like, I think sometimes I get embarrassed about my dreams. And yeah. to say it to someone or to write it down feels like childish. Oh, yeah. Do you know what I mean? But yeah. actually so many people do it. I mean, look and at the book. Look at the book. You've yeah. got a child on this. <laughs> no, no, that's nothing to do with that's nothing to do with the act of you writing it down. That's because it says solid gold and it's a tiny little golden book. Um, but do you so do you find writing it down helps? It does in many ways, but just picking up from what you yeah, said yeah, about yeah. being overwhelmed uh-huh. by not having a five year plan. Yeah. There are things in here where I've put literally like five year plan. That mm. is oh no. I've just found a little thing from it. A fortune cookie. Fortune cookie. There we go. Uh, (laughs) I've actually got one in the case of my phone. Oh, there we go. Oh, yeah. What do you want to say? Oh, I feel so much better about myself now. Oh, let me go back. I'll and a leaf. Mine, <laughs> a leaf mine also has it. my lucky numbers and the day that I got it, I um, did yeah. the lottery and I did not win. So I'm not sure what this is going to come true. It said many successes will accompany you this year. <gasps> when <But> was that? <laughs> you want to know when this was? 2020. Oh my God. <laughs> did you? I should have been it. <laughs> did you have any personal successes? I mean, yeah, like I discovered a lot about myself, didn't yeah, we all? Yeah, didn't we all? I got yeah. a cat. Well, there we go. A, it sounds like cat? it does sound like a breakdown. Lucky cat, and yeah. I love the cat. They brought in a mouse this morning. Oh, well, so. there we go. But um, mine says, "Keep true to the dreams of your youth." Oh, that's yeah. look. There we go. There we Lovely. go. Yeah. Um, being overwhelming to have a five plan, and you you know one can put oneself under a lot of pressure. Well, there's like an accountability, isn't there? I think that's why yeah. I don't do it is because. I can it can always be this thing in the future and the mm. five years can be like a uh, the five years can be a moving um oh, yeah, it's, thing it whereas like because you've written it down there's a a deadline yeah yeah and and I I have this weird thing about time as well mm-hmm. I've got um, maybe edging towards obsessive compulsive with 
timekeeping. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was a little bit late today. But <laughs> weren't we all though? Weren't so. we all? But <laughs> yeah. I do I get, you know, I get upset when I'm not on time for things. Uh-huh. I I when I feel a sense of time running away. Yeah, yeah. You know, before me and I've not achieved all the things that I want to achieve. Mm. I get very sort of like, you know, I can't even sometimes, I can now, but sitting in front of the TV and watching something that feels like it's not going to, you know, contribute, give me anything for my, to, you know, fulfill any of my solid gold book goals. Um, You know, I'm like sort of constantly driven by this like no I need to achieve this by this Mm -hmm. day and this by that so in that respect I acknowledge that it can edge towards being unhealthy I guess it's like leaning into that toxic productivity space isn't it yeah because it is important to allow yourself rest yeah whether that is like just sitting in front of the TV and oh, like vegging out in front of Google Box or something. Yeah, you need to. I learn a lot from Google Box. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, and I and I watch. You know, I watch loads of reality TV. Yeah, yeah. I, I love Married at First Sight. Exactly, and but it's that thing in your head of like the self judgment, isn't it? Like, yeah, you should just be able to enjoy it for what it is. But yeah. it comes along with the voice of being like, oh, yeah, stop doing this. Yeah, yeah. But I think when I when I write in this, it does allow me to go. Okay. These are things, so I, I tend to do it at the end of a year or the start of a new year. Um, and it's something you've it kept seems, up. Yeah. That's really So I've good. done it every year. Yeah. And I have all these things that I want to achieve and, and I put them down and it just gives me clarity. But also it's like, I don't know if you know about the artist way. And yeah. I think we've <laughs> spoken about this actually. Yeah. But the morning pages, yeah. it's kind of like that, but for the year. It's like yeah, the year yeah. pages. Yeah. It's all there. You just get it out, mm-hmm. get it down, and that's it. And you don't have to obsess over it yeah. because you've put it out there and you've yeah. done it. And then sometimes what I do is I go through it mm-hmm. and I go through my earlier ones. And, I mean, there's lots that hasn't been achieved. Like, you know, I've not won a BAFTA. <laughs> but there are, there's theatres that I've worked at and that's I've, like, so ticked cool. them off. And that's quite <laughs> That's satisfying. really great, yeah. It's, it's nice. Yeah. Um, but it's it's love hate with this little yeah. thing. Yeah, um, I guess it's something that like holds you accountable and drives you forwards, but mm-hmm. also is like a marker of things that perhaps you haven't achieved. Yeah, yeah. and like a reminder that you've like let yourself down, which is like yeah. so silly. But, oh no. Yeah, which, which it's can be dangerous. But yeah, cool. I like that. But there is. Yeah, I love that little gold book. Can you speak of a time in your life where you felt like you really had your shit together? I'd actually say last year. Really? I turned 30 last year. Mm-hmm. How did that feel? <laughs> I was looking forward to it. Right. And <laughs> it sounds like I'm going to say, and it was awful, but I think the stars aligned and mm. after the pandemic was lucky enough to, to work. Yeah. And so I was working, I felt creatively fulfilled, mm-hmm. financially fulfilled. And I am in a relationship mm-hmm. with someone that I love. We both had a shared birthday party. Yeah. It was great. It was it was just a really great year on the whole. And I remember sort of checking in. I like to do this thing as well where if you're feeling good, you kind of practice gratitude and mm-hmm. like say it out loud and say, I'm feeling really good. I'm feeling really lucky. I'm very happy at the moment. And I'd mm. say it aloud so that 
you know, if you have days where you're like, oh, you're frustrated by something and yeah. it can take over. Yeah, yeah. You know, you just go, no, hang on. Like, things have been really fucking good this year. Mm-hmm. Just chill out. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that last year felt like the first year that I had my shit together. Mm-hmm. Um, it sounds like there was balance, maybe. Like you were working, you were in a kind of stable yeah. relationship. You had, you were living together, there was stability there. Yeah, but I was always conscious of the things that make me feel like I have my shit together, how material they are right. as well. Okay. So, you know, work, mm-hmm. it comes and goes as a yeah, freelancer. Yeah. And acting is so unpredictable, mm-hmm. as we know. Yeah. There's um, very little you can control. Yeah. And, you know, money, obviously. Mm-hmm. But also what I did, because I could afford to, I went on a couple of holidays mm. with friends and mm. made, just like, had such good, I've got such good memories from last year yeah. because because I was lucky enough to be able to, to do that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm not going to just, you know, not not spend any of this money that I've earned and yeah. just, you know, worry about the next job and save and save and save. I just thought, no, 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 just enjoy it and it comes and goes. Mm-hmm. And to acknowledge that is important because you can just sort of, I don't know, live in, live in fear of always wanting to achieve, achieve, achieve. Yeah. And actually you've just got to stop and smell the roses. That's it, isn't and, it? And it's one of those things where like at each point that you kind of move up, so to speak, there's a tendency or... or you know, I definitely do this sometimes. Like, you don't stop and smell the roses. You don't mm. take stock of where you are and think, God, like, look what I've achieved. You, yeah. I'm suddenly thinking, okay, and now I need to do the next thing. And you're not allowing yourself to kind of enjoy where yeah. you're at and the things that you've got. And mm. yeah. My mum's very good at stuff like this. She, mm. she's, she's practiced meditation for as long as I've been mm-hmm. alive and, um, and gratitude. Mm. And she always says, you know, because in the past when I've I've not had so much money and I've been working jobs that I don't enjoy doing and mm-hmm. don't fulfil me creatively or financially, and I've been in a in a bad place, she just goes, so like having money in your bank and being in a relationship and being creatively fulfilled, they are parts of you, I guess, but mm. like there's no difference to the you that when you have all those things yeah. versus the you that when you don't, it's just, it makes you feel lesser about yourself. It's, it's, yeah, it yeah. makes you move through the world thinking, oh, I've, I'm a failure then. I've not yeah. got all these things. It's like, you've got your health, you've got your friends, you've got your family, you've got, mm. you know, just, there's, there's other things to be grateful for yeah. other than, you know, like I'm obsessed with that little gold book and my yeah, career yeah. and that's a focus and money. Like which, defining yourself by external things. Yeah. Yeah. And she'll do this thing where <laughs> whenever I go up to meet her and I often go with my boyfriend as well, she'll say to us both, she'll go, what's been the best thing uh, that's happened to you today? Mm-hmm. And uh, she'll go like, big and big or small, big or small, preferably small, go for small. <laughs> And, uh, you know, it could be something like, I saved a mouse this morning (laughs) and that made my day because I like animals. And, you know, it It lets you reflect, doesn't it? Yeah, because there's lots to be happy about. There's lots to be. Completely. And I think like the rhythm that our lives move in, and I think especially when you live in a city, it's so like fast paced that in another time, you saving that mouse 
could just quite quickly become something that you forget about. Mm. Whereas actually like getting to the end of the day and being like, wow, I just saved a mouse. Yeah. <laughs> it's quite nice. Yeah. 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 Wow. So yeah, there are so many other things to, to be grateful for. And, mm. and the pandemic helped with that because it obviously took away this thing that I was obsessed with. And that's yeah. being an actor and, you know, making a living from that. I had to find other other ventures and other things yeah. that we all did. Um, to feel fulfillment. To feel, yeah. 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 Yeah, I remember having a conversation with one of my really good friends and he said something about, like, identity and everything. And he, because he's an actor as well. And he was like, you know, I, I'm starting to try and separate myself from I am an actor and mm. into, like, I'm someone who acts because it feels a bit That's nice. further from you. And it's like, it's not the thing that defines you. And therefore, yeah. if you're... If you are in work or you're not in work, mm. you're still you. Yeah. It's not, like you say, it's not that you're lesser yeah. for not being it, able to do that thing. Yeah, you're so right. It's like when you asked me to do this and then mm. you said, send over a bio. Yeah. I was like, oh. And I was actually sat on the toilet this morning <laughs> thinking, who am I? Yeah. <laughs> I'm the loo. And, uh, and you know, you just say like, actor yeah. and then it's like well yeah but but also no so There's many a lot. other things yeah. as well yeah um you know you don't want to be like give yourself too many titles because you feel <laughs> then you feel like... just loads of letters at the end of your name yeah, <laughs> yeah. obe <laughs> soon to be soon to be yeah. obe um yeah it's quite nice i've not thought about that for a while but i remember him saying that to me and i thought it was really lovely because I guess that could work with anything. Like you say, I'm I'm in a relationship or you could be like, I'm someone who is in a relationship. Yeah. I'm someone. <laughs> I am someone. Yeah. I am someone. And don't look, yeah, don't That's what I'm going to say yourself. in your bio when I record yeah. this. Ollie <laughs> is someone. <laughs> I love that's that. how he wants to be known. Yeah. <laughs> to counter that then, a time in your life where you felt like you didn't have your shit together. Uh, yeah, this, this one, isn't it funny how mm. you can... To think of this, it just came. It just came to yeah. me so much quicker because there's many to choose from. Yeah, a plethora, <laughs> if you will. Oh, I'll choose the worst <laughs> because that's what everyone wants yeah. to hear, don't yeah. they? Yeah, why not? Um, so, a time I didn't have my shit together mm. would have been between 2000 and like the end of 2016, mm-hmm. right through to like 2018. So, right. a good two years. Mm-hmm. I was in a really good place at the start of 2016. Mm-hmm. I'd just done a show in Edinburgh for the first time. Mm-hmm. I was on tour for ages. I made some amazing friends that I'm still in touch with now, like friends for life mm-hmm. from that year. And um, then I, I got into a relationship that was very unhealthy. Mm-hmm. And I was in that relationship for, for two years. Mm-hmm. and And... You know, interestingly enough, picking up from I am somebody, Mm. I absolutely felt like I wasn't somebody at that time. Because, you know, uh, well, lots of people do this, I'm sure. And hopefully lots of people don't either. But this is just my experience that I I give myself to, or in the past have, gave myself to people Mm. and sort of... um, allowed myself to sort of I don't know blend into who they were mm-hmm. and lost my, and lost who I was and yeah. you can only it's not sustainable no. 
I mean, you you could you could live like that for the rest of your life, but it's you know guaranteed to not make you very happy. Yeah. And yeah, my mental health took a real deep dive, deep mm. dive, dive downward, <laughs> went deep, down, deep down. <laughs> I mean, I took a deep dive into myself, but it, it nose dived or whatever yeah, yeah. the thing is. Um, and yeah, it 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 was just a really really difficult time. I the the guy that I was with, he was just coming to terms with his sexuality. Right. He had lots of insecurities about that. Mm-hmm. I kind of was as well. I was out to my mum and my sister and friends and um, rest of my family, apart from my dad at mm-hmm. that time, and so. Many, many terrible things happened in this relationship that I won't necessarily go into. I mean, mm-hmm. I can do. Mm-hmm. But um, the the sort of overriding sense of not really knowing who, who I was mm. can kind of be summed up by... So this guy gave me an ultimatum. We had, like, a real rocky mm-hmm. um, relationship throughout. And he was like... Oh, I need you to tell your dad that about me. Mm-hmm. And these things, it sounds, it sounds valid now to want that from somebody. But the ultimatum was that he was going to tell him if I didn't, and he was going to contact right. yeah. my dad and like complete overstepping of boundaries. Yeah, yeah, and like you know, put the fear in me that he was going to yeah, do it. And yeah. then, and then it all came out in a shit way with my dad. And I wasn't, I was in London briefly at that time as well. Mm. So I, I just. I went to call him and then I hung up and then I just texted him. Mm. And then he was like, why did you just text me that? And that was his response. God. And then and then it was like, a, you know, a good year that me, my dad didn't accept it straight away. Mm. And so there was like a good year of me going even further into this relationship yeah, then yeah, because yeah. my dad was sort of out of the picture and I felt like I'd completely burnt bridges and, yeah. you know, I was staying on I was then trying to move back to London because mm. this 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 guy lived in Manchester and I kind of moved back there I was living with him mm. and he was also he was also a student I was I was living with a bunch of students and I'd since left yeah, yeah. drama school yeah I then was trying to move back to London was staying on people's couches mm. I felt like I couldn't book any work I wasn't looking after myself. God. I was I was drinking a hell of a lot. Yeah. Um and that that time, you know, and and I was also trying to get like I was going through CBT, trying mm-hmm. to get a therapist. Couldn't afford a therapist, so I just yeah. did CBT, which didn't work for me. Yeah. Um yeah, every sort of every possible, not every, but many things that could have, you know, mm. gone wrong or like lead you to believing that you don't have your shit together that was a time when yeah I think when you're an empathetic person you can end up like taking on other people's things and almost like molding in to them yeah I was talking about this this morning but actually trying to take responsibility as well because I was saying you know I also allow myself to do that and I find it hard to enact boundaries Mm. as well and then days will go by or like I'll have been in a relationship for a year and then I come out of it and I'm just like fucking hell I don't know who I am anymore because my needs became their needs and their needs became my needs Mm. and all of all of that sort of stuff 
also like have you heard of that pyramid of needs thing i don't know if we've spoken about it before yes i think yeah explain to me yeah so imagine if you will a triangle and each bit Mm. is like segmented off and like at the bottom is like your basic needs such as like food shelter water um stuff like this and then you move up and it's like relationships job stability Mm. financial security and then you move up and it's like something else and then you move up Mm-hmm. And then you, eventually you get to like self-esteem and then self-actualization. Mm. And like everything that you were just saying there just sounds like that lower level of stability and security just wasn't there. Mm. So how can you have the top thing, which is self-esteem and self-actualization yeah. when the foundations are so rocky? Like yeah. you don't have somewhere to live. Mm. It's like you're going from sofa to sofa. Your um, relationships, your interpersonal relationships are like difficult and not fulfilling and you just lose a sense of yourself so much at the top be confident and secure in yourself when all of that is so rocky at the bottom yeah and it's so it's so obvious when you put it down like that and you can explain it with that triangle symbol you know symbolism but but you you know when you're in that situation all you're thinking about is the top all you're thinking about is forward you don't want to go back and like do all the foundation work you don't want to go you don't want to you just Take want to fast a deep forward. dive. Yeah, no, you want absolutely. to fast. You can't get there yeah. without going back to basics, rebuilding everything, and yeah, it, it, it's um. It, but but those moments, and everyone talks about the yeah. rock bottom moment. Oh, definitely, yeah. And we, I mean, we never know if that's going to be our only one, or mm-hmm. we'll have more, or whatever. Um. But I, I learned so much from that yeah. about boundaries, about myself and had mm. to go back, yeah. you know, had yeah. to look at myself and go, actually, yeah, you know, this this person, this relationship wasn't healthy mm. um, and this person did this to me and blah, blah, blah. But yeah. I allowed it and I, you know, I, I, did, I allowed it. I played a part in... But I think, this yeah, thing. I, I understand I to, you know. what you're saying in terms of that. But I also think when when you're so adrift and yeah. um, not secure in yourself for all the reasons that you just mentioned and mm. like the added complexity of having to like come out and and identify yourself in a certain way and all of that added complexity, like, mm. of course, like fear would make you latch on to something or stay yeah. in something that's like because what's the the alternative is also really scary and yeah you'll yeah it's yeah yeah but i think exactly what you're saying is you learn from these things and hopefully like moving forwards if you end up back in a similar situation you'll be like oh fuck, yeah. i'm not letting that happen again but it's easy to say isn't it because it's I, so, yeah. i'm definitely in and out of my power constantly yeah. like i'm like i've learned so much i'll never go back there and then yeah. i'll find myself in a situation i'm like <laughs> doing that thing again <laughs> well i haven't ever really been out of a relationship yeah. for that long yeah. i mean after that i moved to i moved to london mm-hmm. i moved in with my best pal and it was it was just great mm. you know it, it couldn't have taken a better turn yeah. and um i think it was like um, my housemate at the time um, was like, you should just go out and just meet new people mm. and whatever. And I was like, yeah, but I'm terrified yeah. that I will allow someone to do that to me again. I'm not, I've not done the work on myself yet. Like mm. I, I knew full well. So but also then, like when that stuff happens to you, you start to, well, I have anyway, where I've, where I've come out of relationships that I don't think were great. I come out and I'm mm. like, 
my God, I don't trust my own self-judgment anymore <laughs> because I allowed myself to get into that. So yeah. like, I can't read people. I can't trust yeah. that they're going to be good to me. Or, yeah. yeah. And um, then I met my boyfriend, mm-hmm. Adam, and uh, we just hit it off straight away. And mm. um, things just were moving like very quickly. And then he asked, he asked me if I wanted to make it official. <gasps> <laughs> We'd like gone out. We'd had a really nice dinner. We'd gone to the theatre had dinner and then we were just walking it was really hot as well we were walking back to his flat Mm -hmm. and uh he just asked me we like sat on a park bench it was all very romantic (laughs) and i burst into tears like sobbed unconsolably (laughs) did not have my shit together (laughs) and uh but because i and then i said no Wow. And I was like, I, I just can't yet. Mm-hmm. And even though it was just like, I don't, I can't imagine asking someone out and then that's the reaction. <laughs> and then go on to have okay. like a, yeah. a five-year relationship yeah, with him. Yeah. It's amazing that, that he yeah. stuck around. But that was the beginnings of like coming out of the the lowest point of not having yeah. my shit together. Because at least I was, <laughs> even though I was sobbing <laughs> whilst trying to set some boundaries, <gasps> at least they were, yeah, yeah, you know, the the seeds of them yeah. were starting to shoot through. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, thank you for that. It's okay. Okay. Three things that make you feel like shit. I mean, Im- immediately I'm thinking just like when I'm not looking after myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so overindulging in alcohol makes me not feel great. Mm-hmm. And with everything that I want to achieve in my life and do and whatever... Alcohol is, I love it actually. Mm. <laughs> and I love socializing. I yeah. love the social aspect of that. I love the friendships that yeah. it's enabled. Yeah, we won't say it's built on because that's unhealthy. But as a nation, we use alcohol to deal with so much yeah, yeah. social anxiety, uh-huh. you know, having that extra bit of confidence yeah. to. Oh, it's such a repressed nation, aren't yeah. we? That that allows us to like. Yeah explode a little bit we're, and we're actors and creatives and yet we still feel the need to you know we sat in a cafe yeah. two weeks ago and we just had a carrot juice or whatever <laughs> yeah. god we sound awful <laughs> <laughs> this is us presenting the best versions of ourselves because we've also been in other situations uh, that are very messy, unlike that messy, messy, messy. but this was we were have we were feeling ourselves we were mm-hmm. having a carrot juice and we <laughs> we like took such a i don't know we we just completely opened up what we can yeah have these deep chats without yeah needing to have alcohol but i think it's when you know where is we're in a safe space because mm-hmm. it's you and me but you know when you're with people and it's like friends of friends or definitely you yeah. know going to your agent's christmas party Jesus, it's yeah, just yeah. like terrifying yeah yeah <laughs> horrible but you need it this you is need, a, yeah. yeah i remember listening to a podcast and some i think it was jamila jamil she was talking about it because she doesn't drink but she was saying what she's noticed is that like we as a society rely on alcohol for this thing of like mm. on a friday night you come together and you all let it loose and then yeah. you all like bond over being drunk and like the funny things that happen and then the next day everyone bonds over being hungover yeah. and that's kind of like this cycle that we like go through yeah um but I, yeah, definitely, like, I think back to so many situations where I have needed alcohol to feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. And actually, like, I think towards the end of last year, I became sober curious for a little bit. I was set curious because I didn't oh, want to give myself oh. the label of sober because it yes. felt too overwhelming. You're so good at not putting pressure on yourself, actually. <laughs> I'm going to start this using these This is a lot of terms. work. This is but, great. Well, it's because I had this realisation that I hadn't not drunk like since from the age of 16 I'd probably drunk every weekend oh god don't and like 
in in various iterations of it whether that's just like having a drink with some people or like and also the order that you get and I don't know whether you're the same but like in London I'll meet a friend for like dinner let's have a drink do you know what I mean it was just becoming this thing that was like slipping into like my weekdays as well as my um, weekends Mm. so and I I was just like fucking hell like and I've always 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 told myself that I couldn't be in a social situation without alcohol so I was like I'm gonna try because I've never tried and then I ended up going for like three months which I know and this was over summer (laughs) so I know that that doesn't sound like a lot but like and I was so proud of myself by the end of it and actually like it made me feel like I could go into situations without alcohol because it was like this vice thing that was um that I was relying on and I don't know how true it was but it was something that was telling myself Mm -hmm. was true (laughs) yeah yeah it's definitely something that my early teenage years, it got, kind of started there. Because, yeah. uh, and it does because that's when you're feeling anxious. your most vulnerable and yeah, anxious. Yeah, yeah. And it's just this sort of coat of protection, yeah. ar- you know, around all these insecurities that you have mm-hmm. at that time. And it is an awful time to to, oh, to be to be in. Yeah. Um, but there's a hangover, isn't there? <laughs> ha, ha, ha. That was a genuine accident. Um, from, from that time. Yeah. And I, I, similarly, at the end of drama school, I I had an experience where I, it went too far mm. and my mates were even like, wow. Oh, God. <laughs> it's the shame. For you, that was, yeah. Wow. It came from a kind place yeah. from, from all of them. And I decided to do the final term mm-hmm. or the final two terms. <laughs> this is funny though. <laughs> right up until the showcase that we have at the end of drama school where yeah. all the agents come and mm-hmm. it's the cattle market of doom. <laughs> <laughs> and I gave myself until then to have a drink. Yeah. I was like, I'm not going to drink until then. But I even then gave it as a prize to myself. Yeah. yeah. Like the prize wasn't, it's the alcohol. you know, repaired friendships or good <laughs> mental health. It was more alcohol <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to destroy your life again yeah, at the yeah. end. Yeah. It's just bizarre. But yeah. going back to like make make you feel like shit, it just the next day. Oh my god. Or even like a week after actually. Yeah. Let's not pretend that yeah. it affects us now Still in this in way. Yeah, yeah. It it takes away creativity for me, okay. productivity. Don't want to go to the gym. Yeah. Don't feel good. I feel nasty, angry. Yeah. yeah. Wanna eat rubbish food. Yeah. So yeah, it, it does. Yeah. It it has a huge impact on my life mm. still. Yeah, that's just, that's going to be an ongoing... Dance. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. With it for yeah. forever. Yeah. Because you're right, like, I go through phases where I'm like, I hate alcohol, like, it's only terrible, but then it has brought positive things. Yeah. But it's such a balance, isn't it? And I find it mad that, like, that's Ill- that's legal. Mm. And there's other drugs that are illegal because, like, sometimes the danger and stuff that comes from alcohol... Yeah. It's it's nuts. Yeah. Like can be more damaging, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um so do that's I, one. Do I need two more? Oh my yeah, god. Two more. <laughs> um so any so the first thing that I thought was actually any situation or person or yeah, that that makes me feel like I can't be myself. Mm-hmm. That that might bleed into like the alcohol thing as well. Although I've done a lot of work on that, I think. Mm. He says <laughs> it related a lot to relationships early on in my life, but not so much anymore because mm-hmm. I feel like I'm working on that. It's more to do with acting in the industry and feeling like you have to present yourself in a certain way. And there's just lots of crossovers in like it, it crosses over into sexuality and mm. masculinity and femininity mm-hmm. and how to be and how to move through the world. Mm. I, I make sure that I'm <clears throat> very open about my sexuality. Mm-hmm. 
this is just the first thing that springs to mind. Yeah. Because I don't want to be in any situation that makes me feel like I've regressed or gone back mm. to that time where I was afraid of, of that. Yeah. But, you know, having to, like, come out every day, like, in, in small little ways. Yeah. Like, you know, when you, you start a job and I just, uh, you know, I just go, my boyfriend, yeah, yeah. blah, blah, or me, my boyfriend did this last night or yeah. whatever. As just to, like, I don't want to hide and yeah. I don't want you to think that I'm something that I'm not mm. and just stamp out any awkwardness or any mm. apologeticness. Yeah. But there are moments where, well, I catch myself thinking, well, okay, so I signed to a new agent two years ago and had a couple of meetings with other agents. Mm-hmm. But the other agents, they all they all seem to go well. Um, and in those meetings, I was like, I'm going to be honest and mm-hmm. open about and I, and it was in the pandemic as well and so they're all over zoom and oh, the question always came up like so where are you like who do you live with and mm-hmm. blah 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 it's like oh i live in camberwell with my boyfriend and our cat and this is where i am mm-hmm. this is my sofa and you can see <laughs> our, our tiny studio flat <laughs> so it's like already you know they get a look into literally like your personal yeah, life yeah which say before Zoom and the pandemic. Would never happen. Would never happen. You no. go into the office. And you could mask. You could yeah, be living exactly. in a tiny little box room and you could be like, yeah. with the presentation of someone who has an entire <laughs> studio flat. Yeah. 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 Um, and I just, uh, you know, and I even thought things of like, I'd catch my, and I didn't do this, but we mm. have a bright pink sofa because we loved it. Yeah. And uh, I was like, oh, maybe I shouldn't sit on the sofa because it's bright pink. And I was like, Oliver, <laughs> stop it. You know. But all the agents that I said that I was living with my boyfriend with, I, they didn't sign me. And the one that I signed to didn't. Mm-hmm. But then, like, a couple of months into being with her, mm. me and Adam had a little break. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't do some tapes one week. Yeah. And uh, I was like, hi. I called her. I was like, hi. Uh, I am staying with a friend at the moment. Me and my boyfriend are on a break. And things are just a bit much right mm-hmm. now. And even in that moment... I was a bit, I was scared yeah, actually, I'm not God. a bit scared. I was I was like, okay, she doesn't know this about me. It affects the way she thinks about what mm. she's going to put me up for. It could affect my career. It could affect so yeah. much. And you just hear it. You hear people adjusting to a preconceived idea they had of you, like who they thought you were. Mm. And then they are like... <laughs> the cogs are pen, Yeah, it's like, yeah. you know, this new version that's like now pending in their head. Yeah. You can, if you do it in person, you can see it behind their eyes. It's like, oh... Mm. Okay. But I didn't like that it had gone so long that she hadn't known. It's yeah, been like yeah, a couple yeah. of months. Yeah. But in that moment, it made me feel very uncomfortable. I felt yeah. shit about myself that I was hiding part of myself. Yeah. And she, she's that's... great. You know, it didn't, it didn't matter. Yeah, and it shouldn't. But I, yeah, I've never considered that actually, that thing that you said of like having to keep coming out in like small ways. Mm. That's, yeah, I've never thought about that before. Mm. It's bizarre, isn't it, that like you're an actor. So therefore, you should be able to play any character. Yeah. And yet there is this preconceived notion that like that would limit yeah. you or because in the past it did and it was because it was the public's opinion and stuff mm. like that. It's so fucked up. But, you know, it, it worked in my favour because yeah. I, le- I left my old agent for many other reasons, mm. but she was, they, they that agency were trying to squish me into a yeah. mould of, and I mean, you know, the industry does this anyway. Mm. It's not singling her out as a villain, but... Mm. There was just the the agency that I was with was very like all the boys in the books were very like edgy and yeah. straight presenting. I mm-hmm. guess I, that's my guess. And 
that was the whole vibe of the agency and the work that you were going to do and get. And I'd done jobs like that and it had been fine, but I just always felt like, you know, you have to speak like down here and yeah. I don't speak down no. there, you know, and, and like hide a part of yourself. And then mm-hmm. I, you know, I played one of my first gay roles last year. I loved yeah. it and I loved the project and it taught me so much about like using parts of myself and this just because they're gay like this character wasn't me mm. but there were elements that I hadn't tapped into creatively yeah. and, and it allowed me to bring a freedom to I don't know well hopefully things that I do going forward yeah. so it kind of worked in my favour because she knew that about me then she was mm. like oh great well, we'll get you these yeah, yeah, yeah. haven't played a straight part since <laughs> 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 but uh, I'm not mad about it. Yeah. So it's more interesting yeah. to me. Definitely. You know? yeah. And if I can continue to do stuff like that, then that's fine. Yeah. So anyway, um, and I think conflict, I find, if I'm going to be honest, very difficult. Mm-hmm. And that might be surprising to many people. Um, Why? Friends and my partner might sort of argue otherwise in that mm. I can be quite assertive mm-hmm. with even strangers, you know, if I feel like someone has taken the piss or mm-hmm. whatever, I can be like, excuse me, don't do that. Or, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. or, or sometimes it's passive aggressive, but I'm still quite <laughs> like, it seems like I go looking for conflict, but mm. it makes me terrified. Like in those situations, even if it seems like, I don't know, someone's cut me up on the on the road on my bike or whatever, and I'm like yeah. laying into them or yeah. whatever, my, <laughs> my knees are shaking. You know, I'm like terrified <laughs> of it. You know, like, I'm yeah. so scared. But I think maybe that sounds like it's not so much that you like conflict but you dislike strongly injustice so (laughs) your like dislike of that outweighs like your conflict aversion do you know what I mean yeah I think I'm quite similar like I I hate having arguments and I hate Mm. I hate feeling like I'm in conflict with someone but I'm quite firm in what I think is just and right And if something goes against that, yeah, then the outcome has to be conflict because my morals yeah. are such that something has to be said or done. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely relate to that. And, I, and I'm a fixer as well. So it's like if, if things feel like they're not right or not going mm. well, or if someone, I feel a sense that someone doesn't like me, that's mm. tied into it as well, the yeah, conflict yeah, yeah. thing. You know, even strangers, it's like, I'm sad that this this stranger feels like they can do that to me. It means they don't like me. Yeah. They don't know you. Yeah, but, yeah. you know, that doesn't affect me so much. It's more with personal relationships. Mm. But conflict, I guess, is another, yeah. Yeah. Makes me feel like pure shit. Yeah. Hey, aunt. Hey. You do a great job in editing this podcast, might I say. If people like the podcast, what do they need to do? Like it. What else? Follow it on social media. And then what? They could share it with every single person they know. Thanks, Ant. You can go back to your corner now. Bye. Well, to oppose that then, three things that make you feel like the shit. Um, okay. So the first thing I can think of is to do with creativity Great. again. Um, I sing. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because I've never really gone there to like make money well I did gigs when I was younger but Mm. like not to like forge a career as say a pop star Mm -hmm. (laughs) which I guess maybe is like my secret ambition (laughs) that's in the deep depths of the golden book (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah I love music and I I love listening to music going to gigs and making music Mm -hmm. but I I haven't ever put any pressure on it Mm. and and therefore it's sort of like this sacred untouched thing that's just for me 
But whenever I share that with people, everyone's always very complimentary, more so than my acting. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and I feel good about... Yeah. I, I actually have never felt, and this is lucky because I think lots of people have severe anxiety over mm-hmm. singing, but I could just get up and... I'm not one of these annoying people that just like sings anywhere. Mm-hmm. It makes that makes me and everyone else feel very anxious. <laughs> Although I have done that at parties, <laughs> have been coerced by a certain somebody yeah, who will absolutely. not be named, <laughs> coerced into singing at parties. <laughs> and long may it continue because it's actually very funny. But yeah, that makes me feel like the shit. I think I feel yeah. I feel good. I, I don't have any insecurity about that's doing amazing. It, but I do with acting. I'm so similar. Yeah, it's funny that you say this because. I've, I've spoken about this before, but slightly similarly with like, because I've been writing poetry and like perform, mm, yeah. performance poetry. And that thing of it brings me joy and it brings me creative fulfillment and like the writing of it and everything like this. But it's because I started it kind of post drama school. And like, it's that thing of turning your passion into the thing that is going to be your career and yeah. the pressure that comes with that. And it's so subjective and you know it's will it pay your rent or won't it and all of those things it takes the pure joy out of this thing that you love so to have a different outlet which is just for you and you have complete control over and there's something really amazing in that yeah and again I was saying this morning to someone that like it's really weird that we've with poetry and stuff like that, I'm way more likely to put myself into situations like something will pop up on Instagram and I'll be like, fuck yeah, and I'll just like send them a DM and I'll be like, yeah, yeah sign me up. But like if that was the same with acting, I'd be like, absolutely not. Yeah. They yeah. would hate me, I'm not good enough. I like know. immediately I just go to that mindset and it's really bizarre. Yeah. Like that it can't exist with acting as well. It's strange. Yeah. It yeah. is funny, isn't it? It's just like... I wonder what that is. I wonder if there's some kind of chemical thing with that. or I guess it is what you were talking about, not having the pressure, the pressures yeah. around it. You know, we've already, we've already fucked it for ourselves with the acting in terms of we don't have, we don't have control of it anymore. It's not ours. You also I, can't like practice it in your bedroom in the same way. Do you know what I mean? Like no. doing a monologue in your room on your own. It's just like, no one wants to do that. No. <laughs> God, no, it's awful. Yeah, so you have to keep putting yourself into a vulnerable situation in order to participate in this thing. Whereas, like, writing or, like, playing guitar and singing, you can just do on your own in the shower. Like, I mean, I'm sure there's some people out there who are doing, like, Shakespeare monologues in the shower, but, like, I am not one. Um, Yeah, that would not bring me... Joy. Joy. (laughs) Make me anxious. (laughs) I get a lot of joy and a lot of energy from being around Mm -hmm. not just people, but, you know, people that I love and trust Mm -hmm. and can have a laugh with and Mm -hmm. be and be vulnerable with. Yeah, yeah. Um, There isn't anything. There's just nothing better, is there? There's nothing. Nothing on this earth, Mm. truly. And that that makes me really feel so good about myself mm-hmm. I told you this the, the other week I went on a writing retreat with one of my oldest bestest pals mm-hmm. and um, at the start of the year she had lots of forks in the road for mm. her life and lots of things that she wasn't feeling great about and we went with the intention of like let's write something she's not in the creative in- industry at all she mm-hmm. works in renewable energy and you know but it's something that she's always wanted to do but we just had such a good time together 
She, she's not surrounded by actors and people who are sort of pouring the heart out all the time. She's got to maintain this very professional mm. exterior because that's what everyone else presents. And, mm-hmm. you know, she's not like that at all. She's so open and so emotionally in touch. Um, and we just had the best time and we're still referring to things that we said in that week and that we you know, remember this and remember your boundaries with this. And <laughs> you go, girl, and you do this because remember when we sat in that pub and we chatted about this and like just being with with, with people that you, yeah. you love and you trust and getting to spend, you know, quality time with one another. There's just nothing else. It gives you armour. It gives you... So nourishing. Yeah, like bars on your battery <laughs> energy thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's nothing like that. Yeah. It's have, like, about having a unit and a, and, a, and like a team mm. behind you um, and helping other people as yeah. well. I do like problem solving for other people. That yes. makes me feel really good about myself. I don't know if that's some kind of weird sort of hierarchy. <laughs> like I'm a, I'm a therapist and I'm so wise. Wise. Yeah. I'll impart all my knowledge onto you. I don't yeah. know. I love I love a problem solving. I love that too. People. Yeah. Same. Um, Makes me feel worth something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. yeah, it fills my hollow soul. Um, it's hard, isn't it? Because you want to say all these wholesome things. Mm-hmm. You want to say being with friends and like helping friends out yeah. and <laughs> being there for each other and being a team and a unit. But actually, just to <laughs> be like, <laughs> uh, oh God, that's, oh my God. So, Don't stop judging yourself. I know I'm not, and I'm going to just say it. Yeah. But it's, I mean, it's all it's all related to what what I do mm. and validation of you know getting a job and mm-hmm. you know people telling you, oh my god, you were so good in mm. this thing, or you were so whatever. Or but the caveat with things like this is that it. It makes you feel shit hot, but for like a second. Or yeah. you don't allow yourself to feel shit hot about it. Like even the way I'm talking about it now, I'm cringing yeah, yeah. over the mic because uh, there's a lot of shame with some things that make you feel good about yourself. Mm-hmm. You know? So it's almost like it's it's almost like it's sex or something. Do you know what I mean? It's like it's pleasure that you're yeah. like ashamed to That's admit that you... That's such a cultural thing within our society, yeah. I think. Because you go to America and everyone's so like enthusiastic and I mean the caveat this is a huge generalization but like people are more forthcoming with their achievements whereas in Britain it's very like you downplay it and yeah. like you say something but there's like a a flip side and you're like oh yeah, yeah but it's only because of this like yeah. I did this but it's only, it's only because there was no one else who applied yeah. for the job <laughs> don't you yeah. just like self-edit like so much yeah we value modesty and then if someone mm. comes along and it's just confident you're like who the fuck's this person yeah you judge them. Like, yeah, and you judge them. And that's because... why we're all crippled with anxiety. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's... um, I, And I have this with, with Adam all the time. Mm. We're always trying to cheerlead one another, mm. but we get shy. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, no, 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 you know, stop. Adam's... He's he's yeah. worse for it than, than me. He's, he's terribly self-deprecating, mm. but it makes him hilarious. It's like yeah. his humour is who he yeah. is so many comedians aren't they yeah. Like, yeah but you know his show this week mm-hmm. it's you know he's doing stuff that not everybody does what he does yeah and it's easy for him to be you know like oh it's gonna get one star or 
Mm. People are gonna hate it, and people will be divided, and like all these things yeah. may happen or whatever. You know, I go to him. Oh my god, you sold out on your first and your second yeah. night of this show uh, today. I, I just said that to him before I left, and he literally put his head under the covers. <laughs> I was like, "Fuck off!" Oh it's god. just so funny that we can't, we just can't accept that, even from people that we'd love and trust. Yeah. And um, I think it's like a. I mean, I can only speak for myself, but what I think I've come to realize it's like a self protection thing. Yeah. So if it's like if I anticipate the worst case scenario, mm-hmm. or if I apply, if I go for an audition, and but I just tell myself, well, they're not going to go for me anyway. Then at least when they don't go for me, I'm like, well, I knew they weren't going to go for me anyway. <laughs> Rather than risking the, yeah, I think I, I think I'm in with a good chance actually, and then not getting it and like the, <gasps> yeah. like, but I, I, I said it's this to isn't yeah, it? yeah, yeah, yeah. As if, as if it makes you more protected from it, but actually, like, you're only lying to yourself because you want it. So it's like <laughs> you go in for the audition because you want it. So by saying, "Oh, I'm not going to get it anyway," like masking that, but deep down you do yeah. want it. You could, you're still going to be as disappointed. Yeah. But perhaps you've sabotaged yourself. Yeah. More because you've gone in not as confident as and like owning yeah, it as yeah. you could have been. No, definitely. I said this to my friend. He was going for an audition. And he was like, I'm not going to get it. And I was like, well, listen, I'm doing this new thing. Like, just say you want it. Just say you want it. Go in there. Like, meet yourself at where you want to be. Because it's going to hurt either way. Yeah. It's still going to fucking hurt. Yeah. So. That's so true. You might as well believe that you've got a chance. Yeah. And I said that like a year ago and I've gone straight back to the other (laughs) thing. But it's hard. But it's like a neutral, I think, for a lot of people. Mm. It definitely is for me. That I'll. Yeah. I'll negate everything first. Yeah. Rather than be optimistic. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm working on it at the moment. Yeah. You're so right. It is that I've started going like, no, I did a, I did a really good job. Mm-hmm. I did my best, and yeah. and they loved it. I smashed it. I say that as well. <laughs> I come out and go, I smashed it. And and you know, it's okay to believe that you you can do you know some good sometimes. Mm. You know, and uh, yeah, it's just terribly British of us, isn't it? Yeah. Something that makes you lose your shit in a positive and a negative way. I think it's like whenever many things, in a positive way, mm-hmm. say if I've ever read a book that seems to have just been exactly what I've needed at that exact moment, yeah. somehow found its way onto my lap and I'm like on every page like, oh, what? <laughs> highlighter out. Yeah, highlighter out. <laughs> I have to tell everyone I start buying the book for people, oh just asking them for their address and just yeah. sending it to them. You're welcome. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, this is going to change your life. <laughs> read it immediately. Yeah. Don't go to work today. Read this. Yeah. <laughs> like Anything like that, I get very, very... I'm the same. Get very passionate about. Yeah. A, a very... Um, and 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 forcibly so on mm-hmm. other people, <laughs> and with that could be with music, yeah. with film, TV. I guess anything that is just I find I don't know highly inspirational, mm. um, and then deeply offended when people are like it's all right. Yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> Rude. I'm I only like, read a bit of it actually. Yeah, like, okay. finish it. <laughs> Gets better. Yeah. <laughs> Cut out of my life. <laughs> Banished. <Yeah>. Banish it. <laughs> Banish it. <laughs> In the shower. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Like yeah. Any, anything like that. Like it really. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I can't. Th- I can't think of anything else. And that. That's a wide scope of, yeah. of things. And what makes me lose my shit in a negative way is injustice, actually. Mm-hmm. I know we touched on that yeah. before. 
It honestly could be anything, but big or small. But I've got myself into so many arguments, conflict, <laughs> shaky knee conflict. <laughs> makes me terrified oh because God. I just, I, I, I am just <laughs> because I just, yeah, um, uh, yeah. That that makes me lose my shit in, yeah. in such a big way. And I try, I try to maintain some level of control over mm-hmm. my emotions and not get too you know, become too impassioned with yeah. things. But I found myself in so many arguments with, with people and then regretted it most of the time. Some of some of the time not. It's been beneficial to have mm-hmm. those discussions. Yeah. But most of the time you come away going, Oh my God, if only I'd just taken a breath. Yeah. Before. Yeah. But yeah, anything that makes me feel like it's just not fair. Yeah. I had to come off social media for a bit. Uh, for you know, in bursts, mm-hmm. um, I have to like remove myself from it because there. Are, I think this is the worst thing to ever be called. But you know, when people describe someone else as they're very online. No. <laughs> have you heard this phrase? No. <laughs> Which means like, oh does it, god, does it make you feel yeah, sweaty? It makes you feel nervous. <laughs> now you're talking about that. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, and I, yeah. I have been one of these people who's been very online. <laughs> I had to delete my Twitter account oh my God. because I was yeah. it's like, just, yeah, you have these things that you believe mm. strongly in, but save it, save it for someone that you trust. You know, don't put it out there to be, mm. you're looking for a fight. You're looking for someone to pick holes in your argument. You're looking for someone to tear you apart. Yeah. Just, you know, and. And the thing with trying to do that online, I guess, is that everyone's protected by, mm. they're not having to do it face to face. So you can be way yeah. more brutal and black and white yeah. if you're just keyboard warrior keyboard warriors yeah. all whereas the way. actually like if you sat down and had a cup of tea and had to have a conversation about something yeah it would be way more palatable because people yeah. are scared of like getting yeah i don't know met with anger yeah in a different way in person yeah yeah and it's all about the the where as well like you know, I've got into arguments at weddings well, recently. <laughs> recently, <laughs> on like one of the the in laws. Oh yeah. And uh, about cats, you know, wow. wasn't worth it. No. It wasn't worth it. Ruined. But I didn't have pudding, <laughs> and I went up to my room. Honestly, it's not. Yeah. It's not worth it. Just, yeah. Just. I'm just. just <laughs> I'm working on that. That's something mm. that that is a lifelong. Um, you know, especially it's a journey. It's a journey. It's a journey we're on. It's a on. journey. Yeah. Don't be very online, kids. Oh God, yeah. Oh, you can away. be. You can be if that's your choice. Yeah. yeah. Actually, you're more robust than I am if you if you can do that and take the flack. Mm, mm-hmm. But it's not it's not for me. No. A moment in your life that you found some shit out about yourself. I had a very good friend call me mm-hmm. when I was going through that relationship. It was yeah. the end towards the end of it. Mm-hmm. And this person, they surprised me that they were able to hold sort of what I was going through at that time mm. and really be there for me. <laughs> but I think it's because of who it came from. It mm. was like, whoa. Shocking. And this person said to me, you are the messiest friend I have Wow. I love you for it, but you cannot continue living your life like this. And 
you've pushed yourself away from friends. Mm. People don't know anything about you anymore. There was all sorts of things that I was doing at that time because I was scared and... and Evasive, uh, like evading yeah. um, accountability as well, I think. Yeah. yeah. And, and I had a few moments with, with friends, you know, people who were, were trying to have this conversation yeah. with me. And I think it was just the way in which it came out. And like this this person wasn't afraid of hurting my feelings. Yeah. And that's the best. That's the most loving thing, thing that anyone can do, isn't oh, it? Yeah. The best thing. It's like pinning you in a corner. Actually. Yeah. Because I think as friends, you can worry about overstepping a boundary, of, you know, mm. especially if someone's in like a relationship with someone and you're not a fan of that person. You yeah. end up being like, oh, well, you know, da, da, da. and actually, like, sometimes people need something more direct because yeah. you're in such a mess, you're in such a mm. zigzaggy, zigzaggy space that sometimes you need someone who loves you and knows you yeah. to pin you yeah. and to, like, show yourself your reflection, yeah. you know? And I think it's because we hadn't had conversations like that, in yeah. that, you know, that was so, like... It was an intervention, I guess. Mm. Mm-hmm. It was an intervention. Wow. And, that, and I can't really think of any other time that that's happened to me yeah. and I was just you know and you're overcome by like white hot embarrassment yeah. and and uh shame like someone's gone I see you and <laughs> pierced yourself and you just suddenly have naked. to go <laughs> suddenly <laughs> suddenly naked because yeah. um, you've been doing such a good job of like running around and trying to avoid yeah. everyone and everything yeah and, and I always thought you know I'm I, I'm quite an open person yeah. in general but at this time I hadn't been yeah and I was like, how dare you? So mm. I'm one of these people that hides who, oh. Yeah, I yeah. am. I've been doing that. Yeah. Thank wow. you. So yeah, I felt. That's amazing. Yeah, the mm. spotlight was on me. Yeah. I'm brave of that person as well. Because... Yes. Okay, the shittest piece of advice you've received. I've had many versions of this type of advice said by many different people. Mm-hmm. And so it's a paraphrase of all all these things mm-hmm. and links back to not not being yourself or being told not to be yourself. And I believed that for such a long time. Ba- you know, basically, not so explicitly being told, don't be yourself, but... Mm-hmm. God, it's such a cliche thing to say. But, um, you know, this, this can manifest in many different ways. It's like, you've got to look this this certain mm. certain way you know had an agent talk, tell me once I was too skinny right and so I I did this whole like bulking up oh thing and gave myself IBS oh my gosh oh my <laughs> for life IBS IBS is for life kids wow I still have it wow so uh, you know and Jesus. things like things like that like you know you, you work a lot more if you were if you were bigger or muscly or yeah you know for your for your casting or because you're mixed race like that's what mm. people expect of you and mm. um any anything like that you know where someone has not accepted you as you are mm-hmm. and they've gone try this aim for something that's <laughs> not you yeah out yeah. of reach and unattainable and and not you mm-hmm. and i followed those for so long in many many different many mm. different avenues of that i've i've followed and that is the worst advice you can give anybody because yeah. it's not solid ground that you can you can then sort of perform from i'm mm. not talking about performing acting and perf- like performing in life yeah. you know you can't yeah. function on a foundation of something that's not you yeah. It, it, yeah you know it makes 
you know. And and I and I still have to think about whether I'm doing that now because it can be so entrenched so, as well. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And you can catch yourself in moments thinking it yeah. all the time, like yeah. And it's also stuff that isn't explicitly said, but you're made to feel mm. like societally or stuff like that, and yeah. trying to yeah, trying to achieve that and moving away from your own sense of self and mm. integrity and all of that stuff is yeah damaging yeah yeah definitely mm. shit you wish you'd known sooner um to be yourself yeah <laughs> sort of age old fantasy of mm. being able to go back in time with the, with the mind yeah with a haggard mind that you have now not haggard <laughs> but you know uh, god the power you would wield mm. if you were secondary school and yeah. you knew everything oh my god you'd be untouchable untouchable yeah oh my god you'd be like the best i don't know like the best school bully that is just like a pa- passive school bully like it's <laughs> just ricochet off you yeah you yeah yeah sat there in like this orb of untouchable uh, self-assuredness <laughs> <laughs> but that yeah just yeah. like i wish that i knew how much power there was in being who who you just naturally are. Yeah. Uh, although we don't know who we are. Well, I think you do actually know who you are when you're a child, don't you? And then it's mm. all about getting back to that. Yeah, that's in so adulthood. true. Yeah, yeah. I think so. That's so true. You get, yeah, you get shape-shifted out of that. Yeah. For so many reasons, and then you're literally just trying to get back to it again. Yeah. Yeah, and to know that you just get through every shit moment that mm. you that you're presented with, there's an adaptability to you that you just tap into when you absolutely have to. Yeah, and to not catastrophize mm. and like this too shall pass. Yeah, yeah. I wish I'd known more about gratitude mm. early on. If I'd had like I don't know, twenty five extra years of practicing that, that would have been great as well. <laughs> but we, we move. It's a journey, it's a lifelong journey. Yeah, we start now, we start today. <laughs> so I asked you to think of a shit shot, um, which is <laughs> a photo that was taken of you. It might be on social media or something like that, that to the outside eye seems like you have your shit together. But actually at the time, it couldn't have been further from the truth. Yeah, I've got one in mind uh-huh. because I did a job last year that I was really proud of and really excited about mm-hmm. and the screening of this thing was coming out and um, that week, I had a really stressful week. So the screening was on a Wednesday mm-hmm. and then the day before, weirdly, and I won't go into this because this would be another podcast and this would like tap into my injustice persona. Mm-hmm. Um, I had to go to court for something very small it wasn't my fault it was a train ticket thing so boring (laughs) but I was terrified I had to go stand in front of not a jury but just (laughs) not a jury but I was expecting that to go to Bexley Heath Magistrates Court I won by the way wow this too shall pass (laughs) (laughs) so I wish I could go back and say you'll win the course you're mm-hmm. Aaron Brockovich and yeah. you'll be okay goes back to that thing of being like thinking the positive version as well <laughs> yeah. I will win this court case yeah <laughs> and I wasn't like that and I even brought I brought my boyfriend with me <laughs> I brought him with me so this was the day before mm-hmm. the screening yeah and I also I wasn't feeling very well I was stressed and I couldn't decide what to wear mm. day after the court case uh-huh. and so that pressure had gone but then there was the pressure of 
people taking pictures of you mm. on some form of like not a red carpet but yeah. like that and it's the first time that I've ever done anything like that mm-hmm. and rather than be excited about this thing that I mean it's a weird thing anyway but you know my younger self would be pinching fucking, yourself oh my god yeah, over yeah. the moon yeah 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 but I just ruined it for myself because mm. I was getting so um just obsessed with present presentation yeah, of oneself, of you know, wanting to seem like I had my shit together, all all of that. It was all just not going very well. And then Adam, my boyfriend, I was eyeing in the this the second of like maybe fifth outfit that I decided <laughs> and discarded. And uh in in my pants, just like and late as well. Worried about getting there on time. Yeah. And he came in with a bunch of flowers and a card. And he'd written and it was like, I'm so proud. I'm just so proud of you Ooh. and what you've achieved this year. And just enjoy tonight and have a nice time. Mm-hmm. And like put enjoy in like big capital letters. <laughs> <laughs> and I burst into tears. <laughs> this is the theme of your relationship, it seems like. <laughs> oh God, I oh know, I oh know. His, his tear ducts don't work as well as mine. Um, and that's the only reason that I cry more than him. But it is a, th- it is a theme. Mm. But the picture that was taken of me on yeah. said not red carpet, Yeah, you know, I uh, put it on my social media and everyone's like, mm. oh my God, wow, you're smashing yeah. life. And like things are going so well for you. You're, you're so busy. You must be over the moon. But I just cried just before getting there. Uh, I didn't feel very well. I didn't feel like I looked good. And mm. I felt really underconfident and nervous and scared. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so there wasn't a, there's no, no other perfect picture really to sum up a social media lie that is, you know, you don't know what these. I saw a post as well because the Oscars was, what, what was mm. last weekend. And yeah. I can't remember who it was, but someone posted about um, like to, it was directed at women. Mm hmm feeling the need to look like these women on the red carpet at these yeah. events and like they'd said things like you know from after christmas these people start dieting they have nutritionists and is it diabetes yeah. um yeah. or something like that yeah, yeah and like weight loss injections yeah, yeah, and things yeah. like that for this one event are you gonna and that you know they're all feeling the same pressure yeah for, for the, you know to present oneself and they've got to look amazing and they've mm. got to look like movie stars which they are but they are they are also just Normal, real people. I love how, yeah. I'm, how I'm comparing my no, little thing. No, it's so true. I read that same thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny, isn't it, that they are the movie stars and yet they're all trying to conform to this idealised version of what a movie star is. Yeah. That's nuts, isn't it? Though? Yeah, like, it is nuts. Yeah, it's mad. No one's, no one's brave enough to... Not no one's brave enough, but not mm. many are brave enough to yeah. sort of be like, I'm going to just wear something comfortable yeah. not comfortable it doesn't have to be comfortable wear wear that dress and 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 you know try and fit into that dress that you yeah. want to if that's going to make you feel good mm. but just accept that it is a lie as well yeah definitely who you are 24/7 yeah for sure yeah i can relate to that what you've just said well oliver wellington have you got your shit together god i wasn't expecting the question <laughs> Of all the questions. <laughs> of all the questions. Why didn't I think that that one wasn't going to be asked? I'm foraging my shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gathering. Yes. Collecting. Yes. Sometimes winning, sometimes sometimes struggling. <laughs> but I'm going to go with... <laughs> oh, God, that sounds awful. <laughs> I'm foraging my shit. Foraging. <laughs> Rolling around in it. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. On the, yeah. On the whole, yeah. I'm going to I'm gonna give myself that and say, yeah. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Well, thank you so much thank for coming you. on to the podcast. Thank you. Lovely oh to gosh. have you. It's been lovely. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the podcast. This podcast is produced by Ant Hickman. The artwork is produced by Tim Saunders and the photography is by Patch Bell. A massive thank you to Cassia for letting us use their song Slow. See you on the next episode of Have You Got Your Shit Together? Now and then I'm just a little bit low I always try to lose my mind in a conversation with you 